Hello and welcome to Get What You Give, a weekly podcast that provides actionable, practical guidance to help transform your life. My name is Chelsea Eden Dubow, founder of Eden's Gate Spiritual Academy and the Bless Spiritual Coaching Framework. I'm a claircognizant channel and spiritual teacher, and I'm blessed to be able to help human beings overcome life's biggest obstacle themselves. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that I don't think gets talked about enough, and that's about chasing the wrong dream. Is the dream you're chasing the right dream for you or the wrong one? For me, I chased the wrong one for years, and it brought lots of lessons that I don't regret, but I'm very happy to have moved on from. Seems a bit strange with it being New Year's resolution season and I'm here talking about letting go of dreams, but there's a critical difference between a dream that's right for you and a dream that's wrong for you. And that's your reason for chasing the dream in the first place. After the lesson, we'll end with a guided meditation. So if you're driving or otherwise unable to join, be sure to come back. Ever since I can remember, I've wanted to be a writer, a novelist, or so I thought. For a few years, I also thought I wanted to be a singer-songwriter. I was one of those people who never really knew what I wanted to be when I grew up, so I just wanted to be everything. Mostly though, I wanted to be rich. I wanted money. I wanted people to know me. Oddly enough, I never felt a part of this world, and you'd think that a child craving attention like that would be a social butterfly, but this wasn't the case. Quite the opposite. I can remember a specific moment when I was very, very young that my mother was crying and I asked her, do we miss money for bread? I think I'd gotten that from some movie, but she nodded and said yes. Later on, she would separate from my stepfather and the relationship was complex. And this meant moving into subsidized housing and watching and internalizing her struggle as a low-income single mother. I never had many friends growing up and due to the divorce, felt like much of the attention went to my sister. My ex-stepdad and my mother were always fighting over her. We had different dads and mine left before I was born. And I only found out when I was eight the same day I found out that my stepfather, who I thought was my real father, was not. Consequently, it's no surprise to me today that a child would start idolizing money and attention when there wasn't a lot of it growing up. I eventually chose to go to school for broadcasting, something that I thought would bring me everything I lacked. I was a perfectionist, which never brought me any perfection, and I believed that I possessed a talent for writing and storytelling, even though at that time I really had little evidence to go by. I started chasing the wrong dreams early because I never figured out who I was during the first three cycles of my life. Around the same time I left to embark on my broadcasting journey, I also developed a problem with alcohol. Maybe not at first, but it was definitely starting to be a coping mechanism and substitute for personality. I was also developing bulimia. Both were probably not a coincidence. This is not to say that I regret any of these decisions because they were a part of my journey and therefore meant to be. It's not even that I think that chasing the wrong dream is wrong either. These are all stops on the journey of our lives. The only thing we need to ask ourselves is, for how long do we want to visit these stops? Broadcasting didn't take And after graduating my program, I became lost for over a decade. 13 years lost to substance use, terrible relationships and decisions, a bankruptcy, and continued mental health issues like my eating disorder and depression. It wasn't all bad though. I had a wonderful family, and even though one of those relationships wasn't meant to be, it was with someone who I considered to be my best friend. It lasted eight years and yielded a lot of lessons. I even finished a degree in communications and began a real career. One thing was abundantly clear though, 
and that was my own self-hatred at failing to accomplish anything of what I considered importance in my life, of getting that money and fame. It's embarrassing to talk about now. Ever since graduating from college, I had it in my head that I was supposed to be a writer, a novelist, that that was my dream and what I was supposed to do. And I even pictured all the millions I'd be sitting on when I sold the books, <laughs> sold the movie rights, traveled the world, except there was one problem. I never wrote, not a darn thing. I just thought about it. I eventually started though, but it was never consistent. I was halfway through my first manuscript, fed up with my job, which was a constant theme, I only ever wrote when I was looking for a way out of my life, when I was like, this is amazing and I need to submit it to publishers. <laughs> I think all people who consider themselves writers go through this at some point. The, oh my god, this is going to become the next big thing phase of writing. Obviously it was rejected, so I quit. Didn't write another thing until I got sick of my next job and it was the same cycle. I was going to be the next big thing. Writing novels was my golden ticket. The next time I'd nearly finished a full manuscript before I abandoned that project too. It was the same thing with my first job after finishing my degree. I hated it, so I started writing again. Hung all my hopes on the endeavor. Lost heart, got a new job, started writing again when I decided I hated that job too. Are you noticing a pattern here? Maybe you can relate. My dream was an escape, but it was an escape like alcohol was an escape. When I was on maternity leave for my career, my job that I hated, <laughs> another one, and was slowly killing me, I said that with a smile on my face, but it's not funny. I actually joined a writing group. I was writing a lot and had even finished a fifth manuscript just prior to going on leave. Five manuscripts fueled by hate. <laughs> I'd started even writing and submitting short stories, but every submission came back with the inevitable rejection. I did keep going for a while because I knew that persistence was the way even if the signs to stop were there, the signs pointing me in another direction. By the time I'd gone back to work, now with a three hour commute, solo parenting with a deployed husband, same job with the high stress, high tempo environment that nearly broke me the first time, I'd gotten nowhere with my writing, nothing to show for it. It was on a work trip that had gone horribly wrong that I received a rejection for a short story that I was most proud of in the whole world. It broke me, it fragmented. I couldn't do it anymore, any of it. The constant rejection, both of self and the rejection that the world had handed me, the job, the anguish of never having accomplished my so-called dream and feeling like time was slipping away. I cried and cried and cried. I wept. I remembered the first story I'd ever written in my life, one that I'd shown my Nana, who sadly passed away before my son was born. It was when I was in middle school and being bullied. It was called fighting a losing battle. And how ironic that that first story would so perfectly sum up my fiction writing endeavor. I asked for help that night from who or what I didn't know at the time, but I surrendered to the tears and to the fatigue and to the loss, and I slept, finally. When I awoke, something was different. I'd heard a voice that said, it's not my dream. My hands that had been gripping so tightly to a mirage let go, and suddenly I was free. That was the beginning of the real awakening journey of my life. What is a dream? From what I've come to understand after that remarkable moment which sparked countless more, is that a dream is your heart's desire. It's your life's work wrapped in your purpose. A dream is self-sustaining because you're on the path of least resistance, not least effort. A dream doesn't require motivation because when you're following your dream, motivation is baked in. It's innate. The right dream is something your heart knows. 
It's something you're compelled to do. To be honest, I didn't even enjoy writing fiction, though I didn't let myself admit that. It was work. More work. It made me cry a lot. <laughs> made me hate myself a lot. You see, it wasn't that I wasn't supposed to write. It just wasn't supposed to be novels, and it wasn't supposed to be the only thing I did. I didn't know it, but I'd completely misinterpreted my dream. My early traumas were guiding me to the right things. It's just that I misperceived the meaning. And as much as I wish that I could have figured this out sooner, all of it's led me to exactly where I need to be. I wanted to be known and have money, but how else does this translate? Love and abundance, both of which I lacked or thought I lacked and in the belief that I lacked, only saw their opposites in the world. And how did the world respond? By giving me more of it. Love and abundance happen to be two aspects of the four pillars of source, love, creation, joy, and abundance. When you are following your heart's desire, your dream, your higher self-purpose, you're acting and living in accordance with universal laws. I was chasing the darkness and was surprised when I only got more darkness in return. What I didn't or couldn't see was my real dream. I wasn't ready to. One of the reasons I've always felt like an outsider is because I've always been a little strange. I've always been on an awakening path. When I was little, I believed I had powers, remembered when I could fly, and always felt like there was something off about this world because I was unable to get that bird's eye view I so loved. Why couldn't I talk to animals here? I believed in ghosts and unicorns, like I believed the sun would rise and fall. I felt like I could make things happen with my mind. But all of these beautiful aspects of myself ran away when I let the realities of this world convince me of my not-enoughness. Self-loathing, our ego, is what separates us from our true selves, and it is that which our lives need to be dedicated to undoing. It was only after my awakening began that I started to remember who I really was. This self-knowledge happens in tandem with self-love and what led me to understanding what my dream, my purpose, really is. My dream was never about broadcasting or writing novels or playing music. It was about impact. And I'm going to do that through writing, through podcasting, teaching, living, dreaming, helping, being. I've been given a great gift. One that I want to keep giving back. The gift of knowing, claircognizance. The gift of expression through channeling, which is a gift we all share, by the way. And teaching. My first student was myself. My dream now is to help others find their heaven on earth. To help people transform their lives using the knowledge that I've been gifted. To in turn help them find that place within where that same knowledge resides. I suspect most real dreams aren't really about doing this or that. It's about creating something lasting for the world, to give back in a way that matters. Every human being has the innate knowledge that you get what you give. That's the name of this podcast. And our dreams are no different. When we go for them, when we live them, when we achieve them, when we create something amazing, we give it to the world and get everything in return. Now, will that everything we get always look like money or fame? No, but it's not supposed to either. It will look exactly like what it needs to in order to serve your highest good. I used to think that everything I was even slightly good at might be my dream, or at least an avenue to that fame and fortune I craved. Again, it's embarrassing and hard to admit because of how shallow that makes me sound, but I think it's important to talk about, not only because that's kind of the world we live in, where a life that isn't extraordinary is a life that's not well lived, but also to recognize some of the ways in which our early traumas and experiences help shape our lives and dreams. It's not wrong to want money and fame. They are just things, but is that wanting, helping create a life you want, or as it was in my case, a life you don't want? 
What I've learned is that the wrong dream is that which you chase because you want things from this world. The right dream is that which you chase because of that which you want to give to the world. The distance between the two is as long as it takes for you to realize that letting go of one will give you the other. When you let go of the grasping and clinging to something that is wrong for you or a misperception or something you're after for the wrong reasons like we've discussed, when you decide that you've gotten all you can out of this visit, this lesson, you will feel as though an incredible weight has been lifted, like you've been freed from your shackles. But guess what? You've had the keys to your freedom the whole time. In the exercising of your free will to free yourself, you will feel more at ease with yourself in the world than ever before. Instead of chasing, grasping, and clinging, you are surrendered and accepting taking action in pursuit of that which you want to give to this world without placing too much importance on the outcomes, content in knowing that so long as you're acting out of this love, nothing else really matters. When you're acting in this way, you are operating in accordance with those universal laws and as such, you will start to make your heaven on earth. That is truly my definition of spirituality, a practical application of universal laws to improve and enhance the experience in the third dimensional realm. So how do you know whether or not your dream is for you? Firstly, ask yourself the right questions. Who do I want to serve? How do I want to do it? Why do I want to do it? Your why is what defines the right dream. Chasing after material things which are of dust and dirt, of illusion, is a lesson in and of itself. If you find yourself grasping these things, ask yourself, why do you want them? What holes are they intended to fill? There's always a reason. And it's usually linked to early experiences which have created that sense of lack, the energetic opposite to abundance, which is the fourth pillar of source. Secondly, it comes down to perfect love and perfect trust in yourself. Your heart will not lie to you. Does it make you happy, truly happy? Do you love it? Love is connection. Does it connect you to the timeless place in yourself, that eternal place that is linked directly through your heart center to source itself? Love is our link to source, is the stuff of which you're made and also that which made you. Creation is the expression of that love. Joy is the result of creation and abundance the result of joy. Do you see how it's all tied together? Start with love, always with love. That will help you discern what is real for you and what is not. When you let go of that which isn't for you, you begin to accept that which is. In the doing, something else remarkable occurs. You realize that the you you thought you were wasn't really real either. The real you, the authentic you, is the one with the real dream. We'll now do a short guided meditation for releasing the wrong dream and creating space for the right one. Welcome to this guided meditation. Find a comfortable position, either sitting or lying down, and take a moment to settle into your breath. Close your eyes if you feel comfortable doing so. Let's begin. Start by taking a deep breath in, filling your lungs with fresh air and exhaling slowly. Inhale deeply, and as you exhale, Release any tension you might be holding on to. Allow your breath to return to its natural rhythm. 
Imagine yourself in a serene, natural setting, a place that brings you a sense of peace. It could be a beach, a forest, or a meadow. Picture the details, the colors, the textures, and the sounds around you. As you connect with this peaceful place, feel the ground beneath you, whether it's sand, grass, or the earth, or your bed. Sense the support it provides. Know that, just like the earth beneath you, you have a foundation that is strong and resilient. Bring to mind the wrong dream that you've been holding on to. Visualize it as an object, a balloon perhaps, or a piece of paper. See it clearly in your mind's eye. As you exhale, release this object into the air, watching it drift away. Feel the lightness that comes with letting go. Allow the wrong dream to float away, leaving you with a sense of spaciousness and freedom. Release any judgment or attachment associated with it. You are creating room for new possibilities. With the wrong dream released, turn your attention inward. Take a moment to reflect on your true desires, passions, and aspirations. What brings you joy? What feels authentic and aligned with your core values? Imagine these true desires as seeds within you waiting to sprout and grow. Envision them bathed in a warm golden light, nourished by the fertile soil of your being. Now, let's invite the right dream to take root within you. Visualize this dream as a vibrant and luminous energy. See it descending from above, gently settling into the space you've created. As this right dream integrates with your being, feel a sense of alignment and purpose. Allow the energy of this dream to permeate every part of you, bringing clarity, focus, and a deep sense of fulfillment. Take a few deep breaths, inhaling the energy of the right dream and exhaling any lingering doubts or uncertainties. With each breath, you are expanding into the vast potential that lies within you. Visualize a bright and expansive future ahead, filled with opportunities that resonate with your true self. Trust that you have the wisdom and courage to follow the path that aligns with your authentic aspirations. Before we conclude, take a moment to express gratitude for the journey, the lessons learned, the strength gained, and the wisdom acquired. Acknowledge the transformative power of letting go and embracing the right dream.
gently bring your awareness back to the present moment. Wiggle your fingers and toes, becoming aware of your physical body. When you're ready, open your eyes. As you go about your day, carry with you the clarity and openness that this meditation has cultivated. Remember, you have the power to shape your dreams and create a life that resonates with your truest self. Thank you for joining in this guided meditation. Thank you for joining me on You Get What You Give. For more information about Eden's Gate Spiritual Academy, please visit our website. There are both in-person and digital course offerings coming up this year, as well as some freebies to help you kick off your transformation journey. Until next time, remember, you are loved beyond measure.